Reese, Bibbs, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am one half of your gracious host, Mind of Reese, aka Marvin's Williams, Mind of Reese on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, going forward, I will be known as Crypto Reese because I will be investing in crypto, uh, being inspired by Spencer Dinwiddie's performance this week. Uh, joint as always. By my brother in arms, Mr. Michael Bibbins, aka Bibbs, at Bibbs Corner on Twitter, the Bibbs Corner, Bibbs Corner Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your content. Brother, I don't e- I feel like I don't even have to ask how you feel, and I think we both feeling pretty good right now. But just for sake of consistency of me always asking, how you feeling? You know, I have no complaints uh right now. I'm feeling pretty good. Um yeah, like you said, coming off that game, it, it looked like it was going to be an ugly conversation, but <laughs> things turned around quickly, so no complaints. I'm feeling all right. Uh, no complaints. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Like two hours ago, I felt like we was about to come on this podcast and have like a completely different attitude. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I was sitting there. I was like, man, I really... Uh, do we have to do this tonight? <laughs> like, I'm really not going to have, uh, I'm not going to have the energy. I'm not going to feel like coming up there. But, hey, this is what it is. We got to do it. And the Mavs turned it around. I uh, feel like we jump in the gun a bit. But before we get into the uh, uh, the week at hand, not at hand, the week, the, the previous week, the week that just ended, uh, we want to thank everybody. Uh, our KP Emergency Podcast is now ranked as our most it has the most listens it's our most listened to podcast uh and that happened in less than a month uh i mean i'm not gonna lie i'm not surprised yeah but i am surprised of how fast it became our number one so shout out to everybody that supported it it wasn't just the fact that people listened; it's the fact that people were tweeting about it uh continue to tweet about it retweets likes all that stuff helps so we know what y'all capable of doing so i'm just saying if y'all keep that up and keep the bucks rolling in for your boys i promise we're gonna get y'all the content y'all want uh it's some stuff i want to talk about but it's not match related i'll save it um i i I do want to say this one thing i was going to save it for the middle segment but it's not it's not enough to be the middle segment do not tweet at me and be like uh, eyes emoji uh, uh oh oh what what you think about the trade now get the fuck out of my face like i told y'all this two weeks ago i said this two three weeks ago i said do not tweet me <laughs> when if spencer dinwiddie and davis berton start playing really good don't tweet me no shit like oh what you oh this you don't don't do none of that shit okay I'm a Mavs fan. I don't want this trade to fail. But at the time, I did not like it. Right now, it's looking really good. That don't mean tweet me and be like, oh, what happened? I thought you was... Get get the fuck out of my face. We're not doing that. <laughs> I'm not one of them. I want y'all to be better than that. There's no love loss. I'm only saying that because somebody kind of did that earlier during the game. He kind of failed because he replied to a thread that had nothing to do with... I'm not going to get into that. All I'm saying is don't do that. Don't tweet at me. Don't tweet that at me. Because cause it's not going to make a difference. And I might just mute you. I'm not going to block you. I'll just mute you. Actually, muting people don't even... That shit don't even work. I muted somebody and I still get notifications think, when they reply to my tweets. I think muting works better than blocking, Loki. No, I prefer, like muting works when you don't want to see someone on the timeline. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I muted someone and I still get notifications when they reply to my tweets. Uh, I don't have any notifications also. Maybe that's the difference. But like when they, when there's a few people I have muted and the only time I even know that they said something to me is if somebody responds to them. Yeah, that's crazy because this fine ass white lady muted me like last year. And I used to reply to her shit all the time. And 
I was like, damn, I think she got me muted because, because. <laughs> I know it ain't the one I think it is. Oh, Lord. It is the one that I thought, I, I thought I, I thought I had it in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> the one that did the busted challenge. Yes, that's her. Yes, she muted me. I found out she muted me because I had replied to something and one of my homies replied to it. And she was like, I don't even know who you're talking about. I got that person muted. I was like, I knew it. (laughs) So I I unfollowed her ass. What am I following you for if you got me muted? Like, what are we doing? And that's the only reason I don't like just straight muting. Like, I'll usually unfollow and mute. So I I don't want to be one of the people that's like stealing follows. Yeah. I don't like you. I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, straight facts. up. Right. <laughs> I don't uh, feel the need to be fake with anybody at all. Yeah, that's weird. So maybe I muted the person the wrong way because clearly I know people don't get replies when someone's muted. But I, that's besides the point. Uh, happy Black History Month, by the way. Happy Black. Hey, man. Look, I just <laughs> it wasn't Black History Month when I was in her tweets. Okay. Let's not even. Don't do that, man. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't um, do that. <laughs> that was uncalled for, brother. I ain't, you're right, you're you right. just threw me right under the bus. I said last year. I ain't say last week. I got, I got right. you. I mean, last year would have been. You know, never mind. Anyway, it wasn't um, February of last year. All right, all right. Actually, um, you know what? Never we don't mind. have to go there. <laughs> we don't have to go there. Um, do you have yeah, any words before we I was, get? Into I was just gonna all? say, uh, with 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 great social media presence come great great uh, annoyances. Um, Oh my god! I'm sure you saw. I'm sure you saw some shit the other night at the Jazz game, man. Oh man! I actually didn't, but I heard about it. Uh, I, I heard now. that the, the the Mavs fans was on your ass because you wasn't kissing Lucas. <laughs> they funny as hell, though. It, and the thing that... is, like people, I think people thought I was actually bothered. I was. I was the most thing I was most annoyed by is that my mentions were flooded with these people. And I couldn't get to my mentions that I actually cared to see. You becoming, you're becoming like top five popular on Mavs Twitter. You know why? You know, you know how I know? Because you'll tweet some shit, and like twenty minutes later, it has over a hundred likes and like twenty replies. (laughs) And and sometimes it's not even nothing crazy. That's the stuff that pisses me (laughs) off. I put out the weakest tweet and gets a bunch of traction. I'm like, for what? All I'm saying is, I, I got to stop doing my half-assed tweets though, because those are the ones that people seem to latch on to. You might be and him. I, got, <laughs> I mean, I might need to talk to your boy Pierre to see what, how he handled this stuff. Cause no, I'm <laughs> oh, oh, you don't want to know how he handled it. He handles it how I'd handle it. Like, okay. Okay. He replies like, "Shut the fuck up. You sound stupid." <laughs> I'm trying not to get there. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to do like when I see that tweet that pisses me off. I try not to respond at all. Um, but at the same time, it's annoying, man. Like I, I don't want to annoying because again, I don't get notifications on my phone. So like, if I'm not in Twitter, I'll have no idea what's going on. I'll come back and just see twenty plus all the time, and then I'll be like, "Damn, what did people say?" And then it'll be the same. Oh, it was a foul. Oh, I don't give a damn. I didn't like that we were isoing against Rudy fucking Gobert. That's stupid. And Jason Kidd saying that that was the best matchup is stupid. I don't care who, I don't care that he's a coach. I've seen Rudy Gobert close out several games from people thinking that that's a mismatch. Did we not, did we forget quickly uh, how he did Josh Richardson last year in that similar situation? Chased him off the three-point line, turned his back to him, caught him at the rim and blocked his shot off the glass to win the game. Like he, he covers the ground. He knows what the fuck he's doing. If he gets Jade on, that's that's the best way to defend him. Like, everybody gets Jade on. People think that if you're not clamping somebody 100% of the time, you're, a be- you, you're playing bad defense. You don't, you don't judge defense by the results. You judge it by what happens during the play. If he's keeping Luka in front of him, he's doing his job. If Luka gets by him, now the play is destroyed because now somebody else has to react and he can swing the ball and get a wide open three or whatever. But if he's keeping them in front of him, that's that's the job. He even talked about it in the post game, and we're basically talking about the game anyway. I was about to say, um, yeah, it's a smooth transition. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he even Rudy talked about himself in the game. The first half, the game plan was uh, uh, to to sag off to do the drop coverage, and Luca was killing him, shooting him, shooting over him. So the second half, they said to play it straight up, switch and play him tight, like don't give up the step back, and it worked.
If you're a beginning podcaster or someone who just wants to make things easy on their journey, Spotify for Podcasts is the perfect platform for you. They allow you to record your podcast and edit it, not only from your computer, but your phone as well, so you can do it on the go wherever you are. You can make money from your podcast through ads provided by the platform or through subscriptions from your audience with no catch at all. They even take the liberty of distributing your podcast not only to the Spotify platform, but every other podcasting platform as well. Just like that. All you have to do is record, edit, hit publish, and Spotify takes care of the rest. I use Spotify podcasters to start my journey. Bibbs used it to start his journey. We used it to start the Mavs Outsiders journey. And now you have the opportunity to use it to start your journey as well. To get started, all you have to do is download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. Well, since that was a smooth transition into the game, for those of you who don't know, don't remember or care, uh, the Utah Jazz defeated the Dallas Mavericks 114 to 109 on Friday night. It was Friday night, right? Today's what, Sunday? Yeah, Friday. Yeah, Friday night. Um, and a tough loss, uh, a very tough loss. It, it was a close game for the most part, but uh, some mistakes down the line in the fourth quarter pretty much cost us uh, a lot of things that a lot of things that didn't make the Mavs successful this season became too much of a habit. Like isolation, as Bibbs just referenced to, uh, isolation against Rudy Gobert. He got to switch on Rudy consistently about three, four times. He thought he had a mismatch. It was not a mismatch. Rudy held his own. He kept going back to it. There were too many possessions where he did that. No one else touched the ball, even though one of the best aspects of this offense so far has been ball movement. Everyone touching the ball until someone gets open. We went away from that. We lost the game, excuse me, because of it. And, you know, a wonderful performance from someone like Spencer Dinwiddie, who, crazy enough, didn't play in down the stretch. Oh. I, I don't understand that. I think that would have been great to have someone like him in the game to take the ball away from Luka at times like this when he was doing that dumb isolation shit, which we'll get into in this Warriors game. Uh, but, yeah, a performance by Bertans. Gone to waste. 22 points and 7 rebounds by... I was hoping you mentioned both of them. By Dwight Powell. Gone to waste. He wasn't in there either, right? Was No, Dwight Powell wasn't uh, no. in. None, no. none of those three. They were the three hottest players in the game. Didn't play down the stretch. Were not in the game. Makes no sense to me. I gotta uh, watch Max Maxi Cleaver pump fake threes. Yeah. And I, give it back to Luka. D- d- like dude, a scared sh- little bitch. Dude I'm shot. Sorry, that was me. Dude shot one for six. It was true. Dude shot one for six from three. Like, come on, man. Come on, man. But it's, it, it seems like when Maxie has some games and we're like, damn, Maxie is back. He like, psych, gotcha, bitch. Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> and that's the thing about role players, right? Can't depend on them 100% of the time. But damn, um, can we depend on them 70 or 80? <laughs> but here's my thing. And I said it in the, the pregame space hosted by uh, Rolo, Jazz, and Jose. Shout out to them. Um, we have more weapons and I, I make the analogy with 2k all the time. Like Luca's a 90, whatever, uh, Brunson's a, a low eighties. Right. And then everybody else is like 78 through 75 or something like that. That's actually very accurate. I, I haven't even looked at 2k in like two years, but <laughs> pretty much it's, it's accurate. Luca's like he's... a, Luca's probably a 93 okay. or a 94 Jalen Brunson, I believe is a, 82. 82. Yeah, and the third best is Spencer Dinwiddie, who's a 79. There you go. And he'll probably start going up the way he's right. right now. But, <laughs> but yeah, like everybody else is like mid-70s and, and up to upper 70s. Yep. And so there is no reason to be married to any of those guys when it comes to closing lineups. You got to go with the hot hands. And we did not do that against the Jazz. We went to a bunch of, I don't even remember who the fuck was on the court because they didn't do shit. Um, I know Maxie was out there because I recall Luca giving him the ball in a bailout situation and Maxie being like, I don't want this shit. Here you go. Facts. And giving it back to him. Like, 
Uh, and then I think DFS missed a layup or something like that at the end as well. Or no, he made a layup, and I was like, oh, shit, Dorian Finney-Smith is on the team. <laughs> um, watching the broadcast from the last game that we watched tonight with the Mavs and Warriors, it was something they alluded to that Jalen Brunson said about a secondary score mm. or a they secondary asked him if he was option. A second guy. Yeah, and he kind of said, we don't really necessarily have one such and such. And I tweeted I was like Jalen Brunson recognizing that no one on this team is good enough to be considered a second option. I respect it. And it's true. It's like if Luca is not cooking or he's doing dumb shit like those isolations on Rudy Gobert, who else you going to? Jalen Brunson put up a stinker that night, so you can't really rely put on him. Put up a stinker tonight. And, and he did as well. <laughs> Spencer Dinwiddie was, the, if, if anything, Brunson should have been on the bench and Dinwiddie should have been in. Mm, and see... Before I, he made those comments, before I saw those comments, I was like, damn, it would be great if we could bench uh, Brunson and put Dinwiddie in in these situations. But I feel like we're in a tough spot because he can walk and we probably don't want him to walk. And we don't want to hurt his feelings because Fuck we need him right now. No, no, I, no, like, no. I mean, you got it's a delicate balance. And that's what I was thinking. So I was like, I can understand kid not wanting to do that yet. But. When he came out and said nobody's a number two, I'm like, all right, fuck it. You said it yourself. You're not important enough to be on the court. So if you play like ass, go to the bench. I don't keep it. And I don't want to see you pouting. If this dude's feelings would get hurt because he's playing like <laughs> ass and someone else is playing better and he gets benched, he can walk. <laughs> like, bro, you're not you're not Kyrie Irving. You're not James Harden. You're not CJ McCullum. You're not even Cole Anthony. Like, like, and and I'm not being disrespectful. Jalen Brunson is good. I'm just saying, like, bro, <laughs> like, if your feelings would be hurt because you got put on the bench because you're playing ass and you know you're playing ass, and there's a dude on the bench who dropped 20 this game, and your feelings would be hurt, and you'd be like, I don't think I want to be here no more. Sayonara. See ya. Don't mm. let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. <laughs> Peace out. I wish you luck in your future endeavors. Genuinely, just not here. Yeah, I wasn't ready to say it on the podcast, but fuck it. You know what? It's our platform. I'm, his feelings, I'm, man. I'm getting closer to there. I'm getting closer to you know what? If he's not happy with his role, if Dinwiddie has lapped him already, and you know maybe we move to that, then if he has to go, he has to go. My feelings are not going to be hurt. And um, I think somebody tweeted that to me or something along those lines that that Dinwiddie might be re- making Brunson walking the offseason a lot more easy to accept and um I posted the the Drewski you know hey, right like I didn't say it yeah and uh, I think my man Dwight tried to oh we can have more than two ball handlers I'm like okay the third ball handler don't gotta be Jalen Brunson sure don't we could go get somebody else. We like, can get somebody else's couple I, out there. I very strongly agree that the more ball handlers, the better. But if Jalen Brunson needs 20 M's, he can be putting up eight points whenever we play a good team. Fuck Jalen Brunson at the end of the day. like, Bro, if you're getting paid 20 M's and we can't count on you to put up 20 points, like let's keep it 100 right now. How often do we see Jalen Brunson score 20 points when he's playing with Luka? Yeah. Somebody, usually, the most is usually like 18. I think somebody pointed out, it wasn't as damning as he made, tried, wanted to make it sound, but he pointed out like Jalen's average average is 16 points a game, but in more than half of the games, he was well below that, or so like you, decently below that. So the your best games when playing with the best player, I'm not, ta- I'm not counting the games where Luka wasn't playing, right. but he was putting up 20. I'm talking about when he's playing with Luka, because that's the ideal lineup. That's what we want. Most more than likely, Luca will be healthy. They'll be together. The most he can do is 16 points. That means we can only rely on him for 16 points. So when he's playing ass, he's giving us anything under 16. And then it's like, what else is he doing besides scoring? That sounds like a $15 million player to me. And that's what if he's willing to take less, if this is what he's going to be doing, fine. I'm great with him staying. But if we're getting 20 M's, I need you to perform. You need to be doing 15 minimum. Facts. And a big part of his problem is, and he had started to do it before the All-Star break. He gets the ball off a of Luca swing, wide open from three. 
And he, again, before the All-Star break, he had started pulling those and hitting. But after the All-Star break, he's gone back to the pump fake, dribble, dribble, dribble into the lane, try to make something happen. And that's not that's we that's not effective. You can't do that. That's I, not what we need you doing with Luca on the court. At it, all. It, it just frustrates me. And I'm not I'm not gonna jump the gun real early and say, oh, well, Spencer Dinwiddie might replace him. Spencer Dinwiddie has right, had right. two good games in a row. You know, he, he's looking good. He's looking like he's back in a rhythm. He looks like he's somewhere happy. Again, on the Warriors broadcast, and I guess we can transition right into that game after this. Uh, they mentioned something about him and Coach Kidd when Spencer first got here, and the Coach Kidd talked, put everything on the table. I guess it made him comfortable. Um, so hopefully that I mean not hopefully, but you know maybe that has a lot to do with the way he's performing. He feels free. Uh, he had another great game. I think it's safe to say we know who the award is going to. It's really no suspense. <laughs> I was say you pretty much like, said it right away. Yeah, like it's it's. <laughs> I, I, when I put it on the timeline, I put on the timeline. I said it's like the third week in a row where the unsung hero is like not a question. Like, dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. <laughs> They've been making it easy for me. Like, and I was thinking, I was like, damn, it's the first time where it's like. The, the unsung hero is not going to be a choice. It's going to, I'm going to have to decide right before the show because the last game is right before the show. Oh. So, is that what you were thinking before the, this yeah, before the game? Okay. Yeah, before the okay. game. Yeah, before the game. Do we want to close out the Jazz game real quick? I mean, we're kind of uh-huh. crossing over. Uh, the only th- other thing I wanted to say is, you know, I see people on the timeline and before the game, I had much less so. Well, no, there was before some the after Warriors the game, game too. Before the Jazz game. Okay. A, a lot of I want the Jazz. We can play Rudy Gobert off the floor, et cetera, and so forth. Stop it. Yeah, y'all gotta y'all gotta chill on that. Like, don't get it wrong. Don't get me wrong. I want the Jazz too because I think we're a good matchup for the Jazz. I think we can beat them. Right. But saying stuff like we are playing Rudy Gobert off the court, no team has played Rudy Gobert off the court. It's not happened in the playoffs. Even the teams that beat them in playoff series, they did not play him off the court. Did they take advantage of bad perimeter defense by the Jazz and attack Rudy Gobert? They weren't afraid of him. Yes, he did not get played off the court. Y'all, yeah, y'all gotta put start. Y'all gotta start putting some some respect on this man's name. Please, please stop playing. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're if you want the Jazz because you think we're gonna play Rudy Gobert off the court, you're not respecting your opponent. You can say, I think we could take advantage of mismatches. I think we could do this, that, and the third. I think we could beat the Jazz. But if you're just dismissing them because you think somehow Rudy Gobert is going to not be on the court at the end of the game, I don't. you're not watching basketball. You're just repeating stuff that you've seen other people say. It's just not, it's just not an intelligent thought. That's, it's not thought out at all. Um, if, the, the reason I would want the Jazz is because I don't trust Donovan Mitchell to close games. And I was in a, I can't remember if it was a jazz space. I was in a space with somebody and they were talking about it. Um, <clears throat> the the jazz, when they're successful in the end of games, the ball is moving. It sounds very familiar, actually. The ball is moving. When they fail, it's when the ball stops moving or shots aren't going in and it becomes Donovan Mitchell takeover time. And sometimes it works. And sometimes it doesn't. And more often than not, it doesn't. And that's how they get eliminated. Because Donovan Mitchell goes into takeover mode. He stops looking for guys. And he's not the best passer anyway, but he can usually hit the wide open guy. But when he's in takeover mode, he stops looking for those guys. He's just throwing up bullshit half the time, trying to be a hero. Again, sounds very familiar. And it doesn't work out for them. So that's why I would want the Jazz. Because if we are stick to our defensive principles, if we play defense with the way we're supposed to, we can force them into Donovan Mitchell takeover mode, and I trust our guy to do to be successful in that situation versus Donovan Mitchell. Luka Doncic is better than Donovan Mitchell. Luka is better than Donovan Mitchell, but I do think Donovan Mitchell in takeover mode can be dangerous. I've seen it. Oh, yeah, 100%. But uh, when it comes to our team, I trust our defense enough to possibly contain that. Uh, There's no way to stop a guy like that, especially when he's in that mode. Right. In playoff mode, I've seen it. It's ridiculous. But uh, our defense, I think our defense can handle it. I don't think uh, our defense will have a problem. Their defense, defense, on the other hand, when it comes to Luka, 
Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell on the perimeter, and maybe a Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, I, I I'm not afraid at all. Yeah, and that's and that's the only thing. Like again, I, I don't have a preference as far as basketball is concerned with the matchups. Like I'm not gonna say I think that we match up better with the Jazz or the, the Grizzlies or the Nuggets at this point because I'm not 100 percent sure what we look like <laughs> at this point. I need to see us healthy again. Right. Um, these, to see what these rotations look like, I gotta see. I gotta see Jason Kidd close out with the hot hands more uh, to to kind of figure out who we are as a team. Um, I think we can beat any of the the, Memf- the three teams I just mentioned in a in a first round series for different reasons. But uh, I, I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say we need to try to line ourselves up with any one of these teams right now. No, I agree. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm trying not to think about the playoff matchups too much. It's I'm way just too trying early. to. Yeah, it's way too early. The West is is fluctuating a lot with Denver and and uh, even Utah. Uh, Minnesota's coming. Minnesota's coming. Minnesota's coming fast. So uh, I'm not really thinking too much about that right now. But do you want to transition right into the Golden State game? Yeah, we can go ahead and get into that. I don't think we'll – I almost said it. <laughs> <laughs> so the Dallas Mavericks – Walk away with a victory over the Golden State Warriors, one hundred and seven to one hundred and one, redeeming their last loss against them. I believe we are two and one on the season so far. Um, game did not look good in the beginning at all. Uh, I tweeted out GG. I thought it was over. Um, <laughs> um, in the past, it's been like when Luca starts games like that. You know, I always say, you know what, Luca, you're going to get from the beginning of the game. If Luca is locked in, he's locked in from the entire game. If Luca is on BS, if Luca is turning the ball over, if Luca is not looking for his teammates, if Luca is on bullshit, he's going to be like that for the entire game. It's rarely, and that's a that's an issue that he has that I hope will come with maturity, but you rarely, like, dude turns 23 in a few days, so... Yeah. You tomorrow, rarely tomorrow. tomorrow well, ra- today for people listening. Yeah, today for people listening. You rarely ever see him change that switch where he starts off slow. I'm not saying it never happens. I'm just saying rarely you ever see him change that switch where he starts off slow, is in a bad stretch, the defense is giving him problems, and he switches off like, all right, I'm serious now. I'm locked in. You always know what you're going to get from the beginning. But I've also always said, and I've said it on this podcast, Luca sets the tone for the team. If Luca comes out and he on BS, and he's slacking, and he's not locked in, the rest of the team isn't either. And and you kind of saw that a bit in the beginning, not too much. Uh, they were missing shots. Luca was looking for him missing shots when he wasn't hitting them for shots, uh, hitting them for passes to hit shots. He was turning the damn ball over. But those things I was referring to were the Rick Carlisle regime. <laughs> this is the Jason Kidd regime. This is the regime where he says, y'all motherfuckers going to get locked in or I'm going to have y'all running 10 laps in the pool tomorrow morning. <laughs> and guess what them boys did? Made sure they wasn't running laps in the pool tomorrow morning. This is what happens when you get some, when you get a coach who can connect with the players, a player coach. I, I, I don't, I cannot stress this enough. I give a lot of credit of this win to Jason Kidd for keeping these guys motivated, keeping these guys in this game, making sure they don't quit, and giving the ball to guys who are supposed to get the ball, giving the ball to the hot hand. Spencer Dinwiddie, shout out to Spencer Dinwiddie. He won this game for us. I don't care what you say. I got to give a little bit of credit to Josh Green. Josh Green as well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to disrespect Josh Green. You know this is a Josh Green fan podcast. Yeah, uh, that but when it and it and a big part of it was it, it wasn't just the that he took over scoring. It was also his like I, I saw him on the court directing traffic, talking. Yes. Um, like he down the stretch when Luca came back in, like he was telling Luca like, "Hey, that's your matchup." Yep. Telling the other guys, "Get out the way, let him go," and it worked out. And Luca was actually listening; he was receptive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. You know, one of the things that that was needed for Luca is a guy willing to talk to him and like go back and forth necessarily. And I think Spencer Dinwiddie is a guy that can handle that um, as long as there's mutual respect. 
Um, so I like that. And again, Luca was listening to him, you know. And during that stretch where the game was pretty much, I think it was a twenty to one run. Yep. And it was Dinwiddie getting to the basket, uh, hitting Josh Green for cuts. Jo- Josh Green taking people off the bounce, taking advantage of the weaknesses in the defense because they didn't expect him to do it. Um, it. And also he kept the ball out of Steph's hands a lot during that stretch. Um, Steph would try to get the inbound. He had him locked up. They went somewhere else. Uh, they tried to get Steph the ball. He was refused the ball. And they we, we disrupted their offense completely just by doing that. They started Absolutely. trying to ISO Wiggins and stuff like that. So, <clears throat> again, I, you don't have to like Josh Green. I don't care. Um, I have people in my mentions even tonight saying he's not. If a you don't like Josh player. Green at this point, you a hater. I'm gonna keep it on it, which no, I'm not sugarcoating. I'm not even gonna respond to you. So waste your time if you want telling me Josh Green is ass. You're not gonna get a response. You might end up muted. Um, but that stretch of play. I was like, okay, we're doing it. We, we got this group in. It's working. And then I was like, around six-minute mark, I was like, Jason Kidd's about to have to make a decision. I'm scared of what that decision is going to be. But he made the right decision. He just put Luka in. He didn't take he didn't take Dinwiddie out. He didn't take Bertans out, I don't think, initially. Uh, he left the hot hands in the on the court. And... In the past, I've complained about how long it took Jason Kidd to, to make these adjustments. I think he's – I have to start giving him credit. I have to start doubt, stop doubting him. Uh, he made the immediate – from the Jazz game to this game, immediate, fuck it, hot hand. That's what we're going with, uh, adjustments. So I was definitely happy to see that, happy to see us close the game out like this, shock the world, shock the Warriors. Um, shock us. Shock, shock, the, shock every Mavs fan <laughs> except Optimus Bibbs and Matt Brello. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they were the only two that probably had faith. But, man, this, this is a good win. It's a strong win. It's not sexy. It's not something that we need to necessarily write home about, but there was some good takeaways specifically in Dinwiddie and, and Jason Kidd, what, uh, how they uh, handled it tonight. So. Yeah, it was and, definitely. And I'm going to a... give Lucas some credit, too. No, I'm going to give Lucas some credit. He wasn't completely trash. I mean, we obviously needed him. To win this game, I just think Spencer Dinwiddie was really the one that took it home for us. Uh, it was definitely a tale of two halves. In the first half, I saw a lot. Of, I also want to preface: um, I saw the first quarter, second quarter. I missed the entire third quarter. Oh wow! Uh, because of work <laughs> and on my way home, and then I caught the fourth quarter. Okay, so um, you saw the important part. Yeah, so uh, it felt like a tale of two halves. I saw a lot of isolation which resulted in a lot of turnovers in the first half. And when I came home in the fourth quarter, I'm watching. There's a lot of ball movement. Uh, Even when Spencer Dinwiddie was cooking, it wasn't just strictly isolation ball and him just holding the ball for the entire shot clock or the entire possession every time. There was movement. People were getting open. Uh, There was something. Oh, um, when Luka came back into the game after Spencer was cooking, what I love to see was that Luca wasn't afraid to defer to Spencer Dinwiddie, and Dinwiddie was not afraid to go and get the ball. An uh, issue with Jalen Brunson is Jalen Brunson will wait and see if Luca will defer to him after Jalen Brunson has been cooking while Luca's on the bench. And if Luca doesn't give Jalen the ball, Jalen won't go get it. KP never went to go get the ball. Spencer Dinwiddie came up to half court, or sometimes to the other half, to the other side of the court, to say, "Hey, I got it. Give me the ball." And Luca. Gladly gives him the ball, and he's still engaged in the offense, which means he wants his teammates involved. He wants the ball to be taken out of his hands sometimes. And he trusts. (laughs) And he trusts Spencer Dinwiddie. And with this system and this offense, you know that the ball is probably going to find its way back to you. So uh, I love this offense. I'm in love with this defense, the way we play defense in the fourth quarter. Oh, my God. Uh Um, There were two plays that I literally yelled out, let's fucking go. One of them was that Dorian Finney-Smith block. And the other one was the Dinwiddie three. The Dinwiddie three, yes. When he threw up the gang signs afterwards. I loved it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Giving John Wall vibes in 2015. Um, He's in the crypto, so, you know. (laughs) Hey, yo. You know what? We got to move on after that. Um, (laughs) So, that was a great victory. It made me happy. I ended the night on a good note. Uh, Unless you have anything else to add, we can move on. I think we, we covered it pretty thoroughly. Um, big win. Uh, we'll see them again, but we'll, we'll cover that in the weekly forecast. Absolutely. So 
uh, I think that's what we should move on to next, unless you have anything. For the, I mean, we kind of did our middle, middle segment of stuff in the beginning. All um, right, so. So we just, we, oh shit, how we going to do the. We'll, 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 we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll, fi- we'll figure it out. Yeah. Right. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so uh, we're going to hit y'all with the ad right quick. And when we come back, we'll hit y'all with the Unsung Hero in the weekly forecast. We'll be right back. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking Luka Doncic getting Navitsa Zubak on a switch on a pick and roll too good to pass up. Barbecue chicken cooked. You won't be cooked because new customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Avoid where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Redline, 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-467. Three six nine. Welcome back. Uh, this we we moving through this quick, and we gonna keep it going because this is gonna be quick for sure. Uh, I said it earlier. I don't even know why I'm still doing this segment, even though I told y'all earlier. But for for consistency, the Mavs Outsiders Unsung Hero of the Week goes to Crypto Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, he like I said, he about to make me invest. The boy hooping, he inspiring me like never before. Uh, he's proven me wrong so far about the trade. He's making Nico look like a genius. If he can keep this up, man, I not this guy. I'm not going to say this guy's the limit, but we could definitely get out of the first round for sure. And hey, depending on the second round, you know what? I ain't even going. I, I ain't get even. So. Uh, that's a little bit too much. I ain't going to do it. But shout out to Spencer Dinwiddie. We could not have come back and won this game without him. Uh, we damn near won the Jazz game thanks to him, but things did not work out that way. Hopefully this performance can continue into the next week and the rest of the season. I'm loving what I'm seeing from this team so far. Kind of curious what this team would look like if Tim Hardaway Jr. was to come back, but might not get that. Maybe we get it in the playoffs. We'll see. But until then, I'm going to kick it to my co-hosts. So he can hit us with the weekly forecast so we can see the competition that Spencer Dinwiddie and the rest of the Mavs are up against. Bibbs, what we got? Thank you, Reese. <laughs> you know, it's it's going to be a pretty short week, just three games. And uh, the first one is against the Los Angeles Lakers. We're going to L.A. I'm watching them get packed up by the New Orleans Pelicans as we speak. (laughs) Uh, The Los Angeles Lakers are headed way in the wrong direction. They're looking like a lock for the back end of the play. And I can't say uh, what's the the meme, you know, uh, looking at someone's downfall, knowing that I prayed for it. That's us right now. I think, Uh, (laughs) sorry, Westbrook. I love you, brother, but I can't stand the rest of those guys. We're going to see the Lakers. It should be a W. I'm not sweating that one too much at all. AD's out. LeBron and uh, Westbrook have been struggling with pretty much every opponent they run up against. I don't see why there should be a difference in our game. Moving forward in the week, we're going to see the Warriors again on Thursday. 
Uh, Clay Thompson's currently out with an illness. There's a likelihood that he should be back. I don't know what this illness is, but it doesn't sound too serious. Uh, so she, it'll be a little bit of a different experience with Clay Thompson on the court. We'll see what happens there. But at the same time, hopefully we don't put ourselves in a 20-point hole. <laughs> uh, secondarily, you know, Jason Kidd's learning some things. Maybe we see more Dinwiddie more often. Finally, moving forward in the week on Saturday, we've got the Sacramento Kings. We know where we don't like playing those guys. They went and added Sabonis, who also uh, usually has pretty big games against us, but usually we still take advantage of them with KP. No KP. What will it look like with Sabonis in this one? Uh, we've got some injuries ourselves. No Marquise Chris. We signed Moses Wright. But uh, we haven't seen him yet, so we're still playing mostly small ball. Wonder if that affects these things that occur this week. But uh, with these three teams, I'm not worried about it. Reese, back to you. All right. Uh, I'm kind of excited about the week, especially after this win. So I think for the week, as far as a record goes, I'm going to go 2-1. and one. Okay. 2-1 and uh, one is the safe call. Yeah, two on one. Uh, I, I, I just I, saw uh, Minx behind the Lakers bench. No way. You serious? I got to rewind this. Hold up. Sorry. <laughs> no, no way. Let me rewind it too, because there's no way you just saw Minx behind the Lakers bench. I'm Hold pretty up. sure I got this. Who the fuck the whole recording up? I don't care. He was behind somebody's bench. Let me see. He was laughing too. He had the hair braided up. Let's oh, see. man. No, see, man. I went back. Westbrook pointing at somebody. Westbrook, right. Is it after this? Right there. Right fucking. That's him. Hold up. He's in between. That is Minx. (laughs) Yo, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. Oh, man. Shout out Minx, man. Shout out Minx. Oh, that's funny. It's crazy that you caught that. That's crazy. I don't even know why. I just happened to look up and I was like, yo, that dude with the braids looks. Oh, that's Minx. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, Oh, man. man. I can't right. tell who he talking to. I was trying to see if Big John was with him. It don't look like I don't him. think so. You would have seen Big John. Somebody's big motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he actually, I think he's lost like 90 pounds, they said. He's still a big he's motherfucker. He's still huge as fuck. Congrats on the weight loss either way. So, uh, yeah, two on one. I think we lose the game against the Warriors <laughs> if Clay is back. Uh, even if he's not back, they're still a formidable team. Um, we, we did escape with a victory. Hopefully we don't put ourselves in the same hole like you mentioned, but uh, I, I do think that could still be a loss, which, you know, depending on how the loss goes, if it's a loss where I could walk away saying I'm okay with the game is what it is, just as long as it's not some bullshit like they displayed in the first half. Uh, yeah. The other two games I'm not worried about. Uh, the Lakers suck. Uh, I'm not worried about the Lakers. I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest. Um, the, the Sacramento Kings are cool. Uh, the, the, the De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis tandem don't look terrible. But I'm not afraid of them at all. Yeah, not they like, shouldn't have enough weapons. I'm in the same no. boat. I'm in the yeah. same boat. I think two and one. It, the the one I, again, the Warriors. Um, I would not be surprised if we win that game though. Um, no, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't. <clears throat> we missed a lot of open shots tonight. I think we're somewhat similar teams in a sense uh, as far as the way we play defense and uh, the way Kid wants us to play on offense. <laughs> Versus not necessarily what we do, but what the way kid wants us to play on offense. So uh, those matchups are always interesting. And um, like you said, it depends on how Clay comes back. I don't know what his illness situation is, but um, two and one should be a solid week. I, if we do worse than that, I will be surprised. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I am excited for the week. I'm excited for all of these games. I'm definitely excited for the Lakers game because I want to see what. <laughs> I want to see how that's going to play out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, And I boy, need... <laughs> the way Mavs fans been acting on Twitter, if there's a Lakers space after that, oh, my God, it's going to be comedy. Oh, my God. I can't do it. I'm going to leave them boys alone. It's to the point where they, they're so miserable that I can't even enjoy their misery. I would oh, like no, to participate I'm, in their, I'm enjoying their downfall. It. I'm enjoying it 100%. <laughs> I would like for my team to participate in their downfall, but other than that, I, I'm sorry. I feel I almost feel sorry for them at this point. I don't. <laughs> the fans. Um, I don't. No, you're right. The fans talk a lot of shit. Never mind. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck them. Uh, before we uh, close this out, you know, since we got a few minutes left, I want to quickly talk about some stuff. Uh, okay. <clears throat> the um, 
the Ringiverse podcast, which we always reference on here. Okay. The fucking black fandom fantasy draft was like, because uh, I listened to it yesterday. That was my first time listening okay, to it. Okay. And I'm listening. I'm like, wait, how did I miss this? And I'm listening to it. And from the gate, from start to finish, they was on Steve ass. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so They were so mean to Steve. <laughs> they bro. said, you lucky to even that. be a part of this. <laughs> so... The whole time I'm they like, said we doing a snake draft for you at the end, <laughs> and then they changed it. They said, "No, we're not letting him pick back to back during Black History Month." Um, and, and he 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 really should have been left out because him picking the the motherfucker from so Star deep. Trek. Oh, they should have kicked him out right at that point. Like, fuck this draft. Like, so know. I'm listening, and I'm like, "Oh man, somebody pick Piccolos, please, somebody pick Piccolo." <laughs> and I didn't even think, like, of course Charles would be the one to pick Piccolo. So, I agreed with him. I, I I see why they didn't let him pick Piccolo, but I was like, you know what, whatever. But then I had to stop defending my boy, cause like, bro, <laughs> bro, you went from Piccolo, right? Okay, let me set the table for everybody listening who doesn't know. I'm about to say you they did a draft where it was four people, and they did a fantasy draft where they drafted <clears throat> characters from black characters from television cartoons movies anime comics whatever so anyone who watches dragon ball z if you're a fan of dragon ball z everyone knows the black community accepts piccolo we all know this Thanks. so charles holmes decided to draft piccolo in the black fandom draft they told him no because piccolo's not black he's a green alien regardless if we accept him or not i understand cool so he had to pick again this motherfucker said, I'm picking Dominic Toretto. Vin Diesel is indeed black. Dominic Toretto is Puerto Rican as fuck. His name is Dominic Toretto. No, no, no. I know that. His sister is Jordana Brewster, and his brother is John Cena. Okay? So then. He, he said, was, all right, you know he what? He, he said, you know what? I'm going to pick Storm from the comics. That would have been a great pick if somebody didn't fucking pick Storm already. So let me, I got to defend him on that one. No. They laid the rules down. They said you got to define, specify which version of the character. So the other guy had picked Storm from the animated TV show, right? Or did they pick him from the comics? I think they but picked him from the He anime. picked him from the animated TV show, but my yeah. issue with that is I feel like that's common sense. Because if that's the case, why didn't someone say, I'm taking Black Panther? Or if someone said, I'm taking Black Panther, somebody right. could say, okay, I'm taking Black Panther from the comics. Right. So after after they explained why he couldn't do it, I was like, you know what? Because I didn't know how many, how many characters they were drafting. I thought they did that so that they would have enough characters to get through, you know, mm -hmm. five, six, seven, eight rounds if it was going to be more. But after I realized they were only picking four each, I was like, okay, yeah, you shouldn't be able to double up a character. Right. So they didn't let him pick that. He was hurt, too. He was he was hurt. So then this motherfucker. I don't know. No, 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 no. Who did he pick after that? Morpheus? No. He no, he, no, 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 no. I think he I think he picked Morpheus. Then, then his next pick was Optimus Prime. Okay. And then they just started laughing at him again. Yeah. This motherfucker picked Optimus Prime. Bro. I give you Piccolo. Piccolo. No one has, mistake. no one has ever said, "Yo, Optimus Prime, black." Like we accept Optimus, cause he got a deep voice. Like what we doing? I was in the shower when I was listening to that pause. I almost <laughs> fucking fell. <laughs> it drowned. Bro, like, what, I was what, like, what, the fuck, Optimus Prime? What we doing here? Optimus Prime. <laughs> Optimus Prime. He was dead serious. That's the thing. Like, I could, if you were doing it as a joke, just to see what they would say. All right, I get it. You, this is good content. But he, he was, was dead, dead serious, serious, and he bro. was pissed when they he said was no. Gen he was genuinely hurt and upset. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, they told you no on Piccolo. Why would you then try a machine? You ain't even picked Jazz. We'd have let you slide with Jazz. Like, bro, I, I say all that to say this. That was a fantastic thing that they did, a fantastic idea. And after listening to it, I put it in the group chat with Jerron and Derek. We're not exactly going to do a black fandom draft, but that concept, I want to okay. adapt that concept for the Mind Reese podcast. 
So if you're listening to this, you get it here first. We are recording Wednesday morning. We will be doing a cartoon theme song fantasy draft. Ooh. Wednesday morning. That episode Damn. will be out Wednesday afternoon. Oh, I know what better be on there. I know what better be on there. And I will call y'all out if it's not. <laughs> <laughs> this is all cartoons, right? All cartoons. Okay. Yeah. Not anime know. cartoons. Are anime included in cartoons or no? No. No. Okay. Just cartoons. Alright. Yeah, I know what better be there. And if it's not, I'm calling all y'all out. Is it, it it must be something from back when you was a kid. It's gotta be some old shit. This mother. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was genuinely saying, I'm like, you know what? It, you you should also know this one. I don't care. Okay, <laughs> I, I want to ask, but I don't want because uh, because nine cheat. times out cheat. of ten, nine times out of ten, whatever you say, I'm like, oh yeah, of course it's gonna be on there. But nah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. We'll see. I, there's no way that none of y'all miss get this one. So um, that that actually does sound exciting. I'm looking forward to that. Um, let me drop some culture stuff real quick because I feel like we ain't done it yet. Um, New music. I haven't talked about new music in a while. True, and true. I have not seen people talking about this release, so I got to do propaganda now. That new Snoop Dogg album? I did not listen to it. B-O-D-R? Mm-hmm. I think is he put it out under um, Death Row, now that he owns it. Yeah. He had dropped another album like a month or two ago. This album is hard as fuck. Really? He he got this song. Hold on, I got to play this. This was actually a single. I'm gonna just play it so you can hear the sample. Another episode of a doggy dog tale. You know me well. You know I'm coming by the smell. I'm here when you see the weed smoke in the air. Party people wave your hands like you just don't care. What the hell? Oh no, that's hard. <laughs> I'm saying, right? <laughs> How he mixed that? Uh, all right, Yo, I got, yeah. I got, I got to listen to that. And he was snapping the whole time. I was like, hold up, is Snoop Dogg to go? Like, I gotta listen to that. On? I gotta listen to that. This one that he had another one that I was like, Yo, this he got a joint on here with. Um, somehow he has a Nate Dogg feature, which threw me off. Uh, I didn't know he still had one uh, uh, beef features out there. Is this the one? I might have to listen to this tonight while I play 2K. That's what that's uh, one with the game. Um, he got one with Ti. That's pretty good. One with Nas. That's that's nice. And uh, it's one where he's rapping about crypto. He's talking about went from crypto to crypto, basically. Um, talking like about Spencer how he's been in it. <laughs> exactly, the Spencer Dinwiddie anthem right there. So, uh, man, he he was really like getting off on his album, and I was comp- like, I listened to it because his last album. It was more like a DJ Khaled type situation, and I found a nice R&B singer that I'd never heard of. But this one was, he's going off, like bars. Like, spitting beats was hard. Like, I was feeling it. I think That's what I need. Yeah, this is this is one of my favorite albums already this year. Just off the strength. So, speaking of culture, I'm caught up on Bel-Air. Okay. I'm going to save, I, I'm gonna save some stuff because I, I know... I think for episode seven. Yeah, we're gonna do we're five, gonna, six, and seven. We're gonna do five, six, and seven. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm 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 loving this so far. I'm gonna be honest. I, I'm loving it. Shout out Jabari Banks. Oh my God, this dude. He's killing is, it. The guy, who's the guy that's playing Trey? Oh, what's his name? Cause uh, I'm sure you saw the picture of like yes, Will the real Will and, and uh. Don Cheadle, and then yes, he looks. He, he looks like he could be his son. He looks like a young Don Cheadle, bro. It's really and he's wild. doing a really good job. 
Oh, and from the first episode, I was like, yo, they did a great job. His name is Stevante Hart. Yeah, shout out to him, man. They, oh my goodness, the the casting on this is fantastic. The direction they're taking it is fantastic. I was, I, I was curious how they were gonna do things when somebody got their nose wiped, and I was like, well, doesn't this mean he can go back home now? But I'm, I'm <laughs> loving, I'm loving how they doing this. Yeah, Jeffrey got hitters, but we gonna get to that. <laughs> um. If you need, if you watched it, you need to hear like a conversation about it on the Bibs Corner podcast. I did have a conversation with my man Shad about the first four episodes, so you can catch that. And it's going to be me, Shad, and Reese when we talk about five, six, and seven. And five just came out last week. Six comes out this week. Um, how do you? I'm just without saying much. How do you feel about that fifth episode? That was probably my favorite. That was probably my favorite episode so far because I'm sitting here and I'm like, <sighs> mainly the issues, the the story surrounding Trey and Will. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, dude, why are you being so fucking selfish right now? Like, usually it's like they'll do things where I'm like, damn, I understand this side, but I yeah. got a side with him. And I'm like, yo. You're being completely selfish right now. Uh-huh. You're, you're coming from an emotional place. I get it, but you're wrong. Exactly. Like, nothing you're saying can be justified. Uh, Carlton has de- has decided to reach another level of bitch mate, but he wouldn't have gotten to that level if not for Trey. So I can't believe that. He, yeah, Trey. Uh, Trey that, was wilder. He and I like Trey before this, but uh-huh. should have took him out. <laughs> oh you know it, what it's probably time to end it now <laughs> i was gonna say we, get, we might need to say that for the other conversation but yeah but i'll say this like everything that has happened has felt real like i haven't felt like they forced anything like even that yeah the way it went down that's that's normal that's the crabs in the bucket why how are you getting out of the right. pot you, how'd you get out exactly come back in the pot with me <laughs> no that's not oh i love it man i'm loving that's the show. why it's like the, the, the drama in this is not over exaggerated drama it doesn't feel forced everything is organic you understand why the conflicts are happening you understand why the drama is what it is you understand the characters and it's not hard to understand these characters but we already have a base understanding mm-hmm. due to the previous series so I'm loving this so far. I can't wait for the next five episodes. I know I'm going to be sad when it's over. <laughs> but the fact that it's already renewed for season two, hopefully we get it soon, like maybe the end of this year. Uh, you getting greedy now. I, I am getting greedy, but they ain't doing nothing <laughs> else over at Peacock, okay? So, You're right. You got to uh, milk this. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's, that's really all I got. I just wanted to add some few things on here at the end because I know the people like it and we had some time. Yeah, since we got through the episode quick, but uh, yeah. No, definitely, definitely enjoying the show. Um, I don't think they had any misses yet. No, they haven't. And I love what it's doing for the culture. Um, not just the television culture, but the music on the show is crazy. Um, it's not a bunch of mainstream crap. Uh, they've had two cameo rappers on the show so far, Buddy and D Smoke. That's yeah, I saw, I, I saw Buddy. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I saw D-Smoke, and I'm like, all right, D-Smoke, cool. But I'm like, Trey, you really acting like this over D-Smoke, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I mean, you speechless over D-Smoke, bro. Like, he's sitting here, he like, D-Smoke speaking to him, and he like, yeah, you know, dude, trying to hold con-. He like, you D-Smoke. That's D-Smoke. He never really D-Smoke. Like, bro. After, it, I got a million questions for him like two seconds earlier. It's D Smoke, not <clears throat> he ain't even juvenile. Not Jay Z, like, like he ain't <laughs> juvenile, man. Come on, like, <clears throat> yeah, he he did a little bit much. But shout out to Buddy and 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 D Smoke. Also speaking of Buddy, I love what they're doing with the character of Jazz. Uh, I was about to say, where is this going? <laughs> no, no, I like Jazz. I like yeah, Jazz too. I, I like what they're doing with Jazz, and I like the I, I like the. The situation they're putting him in with Hillary, but we'll we'll, we'll save that. When I don't want to talk too much. Every change that they've made has been on point. Facts. 
I haven't had like a moment where I said, ah, why did they do that at all? I'm loving it. Man, I'm, I, we could talk about this for a minute. We, we Me and Sean talk talked about those first yeah. four episodes for two and a half hours. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that next conversation will be almost as equally long. I'm looking Facts. forward to it. So y'all, sh- y'all should tap in for that. But uh, I think we're coming up on an hour. So, uh, Reese, I'm going to let you close it out. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> nice week. Uh, nice win to end the week and start anew. Uh, hopefully... There's some more good things to talk about at the end of the next week or the next episode. The New Orleans Pelicans are busting the Lakers' ass by 27 right now. God bless. Uh, I hope y'all have a good day. We're going to have a good night. And we'll highlight y'all. Peace. Peace.